What's up, buddies, and welcome to another shorty from the Earbuds Podcast. It's me, Lucas. It's him, Brett. And we're here today to tell you what we thought about Oliver Tree's new record, Cowboy Tears. Yeah, uh, I don't think either Lucas or I have been really into Oliver Tree before. We've. I thought he was hip-hop. Apparently, I know nothing about this guy. <laughs> I, I I remember my friend who worked at Hot Topic. He would come on at Hot Topic a good amount of times. Uh, huh. The thing I, and was it and was it always like this, like really poppy stuff? Um, I I listened to a couple of his older tracks, and it it's like just as poppy, but it's a little more interesting. Uh, mm. And it has like that's a little preview of what you thought of this record. <laughs> There's like more of a variety. It's kind of more, um, I wouldn't say intense, but like a little more, I guess, energetic. Darker, maybe? Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I I legitimately haven't heard anything by him uh, previous to this record. And I, because of his associations with like Tyler Tyler the Creator and Frank Ocean and a few other like people that kind of, I feel like are in R&B and hip hop, I expected him to be more like a Post Malone type of um you know kind of trap beats but you know a little next level like a little poppier and catchier uh but that's not at all what this album was this was like not what i expected at all it was it was more 90s like late 90s like pop alternative like think every morning by sugar ray that was every song on this record it it seems like he does use kind of hip-hop beats like drum beats yeah just like sugar ray um and like just like like a uh, len the you know steal my sunshine <laughs> like that's that's all over this record too it's the exact same music and it's to us because we grew up hearing this shit it sounds extremely unoriginal and unimaginative and uh it was really fucking it was a slog for me to get through this record it was rough and i i finally figured out what Oliver Tree kind of like reminds me of his voice is a combination of Blink-182 and 21 Pilots and just like the kind of the worst aspects of both. <sighs> yeah, the most nasally high-pitched aspect of both and it's his voice is very annoying and he's really pushing it out. It's, like it sounds like he's out of his register on every single song and it's it's uncomfortable to listen to. It seems like it's uncomfortable for him to sing. It seems like he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like a what is the meme pain herald or like inner pain herald or something like that where he smiles but it looks like he's crying. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It sounds it's like, like Oliver he, Tree is singing, but it sounds like he's he's in pain. And it, and his version of singing is projecting your voice out as much as possible, as loud as possible. Yeah, it sounded like all of these songs were out of his vocal range, and it it kind of like kind of drives me crazy how basic and boring most of the music was on this record. Yeah. And it's, he's going to get, he's getting 10 million plays already on, on, you know, the first track on the album. Most of the music boils down to that hip hop drum beat with an acoustic guitar doing notes over it. And then in the chorus doing chords and the most basic acoustic guitar I've ever heard in my life. The most basic chords and little finger picking like i can do that finger picking like that should not be on a you know very expensive what was probably very expensive to record record um and that's getting all this press and everything right now like they're pushing this out this is gonna this is supposed to be big for him because he came out of retirement 
for this record. He and literally released an album like four months ago. Well, yeah, apparently after that album, he said he's coming out of, re- he's like retiring. All right. Well, that might've been said. a little Oliver Tree joke. Yeah. He, uh, the yeah, thing about all, dude. He's like, so meta. The thing about Oliver Tree, I think he just wants everyone to hate him. Like that's his whole thing. Guess what? It worked. I hate him. I can't look at him. I think more so than other yeah. people. I just can't look at him or I start to go crazy. And on yeah. this record, he's doing like a whole cowboy thing, cowboy thing. Nothing about this record like it, like makes me think of cowboys or the West or country in any way. Uh, Maybe that's so, uh, the joke this time. I, I guess acoustic guitar just automatically makes it country music. I don't that's, know. That's that's what we're supposed to. That I guess that's what we're supposed to think. But it's, the thing is, like every yes, I I I can't look at him for very long, and I think he is trying to be hated, like for the way he looks. He's trying to just he's trying to annoy people, and is very effective. But he, the, a lot of these songs are really undeniably catchy. They're really good pop music, really catchy. Not really good pop music, really catchy pop music. He knows exactly the chords. You know, there's like some sort of formula for sure. pop music. Yeah. He knows that's, dude. How many songs on this record sounded exactly the same? You know, I hate I hate to like say things like that, especially on a first listen. But it, when it's it's most abhorrent on like from freaks to geeks to doormat where it's like literally the exact same beat most of the songs are within like the same five bpm it's all like the same tempo it sounds like it's all in the same key it's all the same beat and we were tripping out apparently by the third or fourth song that sounded exactly the same we we both looked so confused and we were just like what is he doing like what is what is happening here like Travis Barker was like producing some of the songs and, like, and I guess played drums on some of them and it was completely drums? pointless. Yes. He, he was playing drums, I think on, on the two songs that he's credited on. And it's, how would you ever know that you, a computer could have played that a Casio keyboard could have played those drums. And so there's no reason to have Travis Barker on there except just for the name. He just wanted Travis Barker featured on a song because that's all Barker's been doing lately is just partnering with like kind of alternative hip hop people and uh, and playing the most basic ass drums I've ever heard. Travis Barker is a good drummer. He's a fucking amazing drummer. That's the thing that makes and, me the most mad is that he is a good drummer and he refuses to do any good drum stuff. Yeah, it's like Oliver Tree is like, no, no, no. All I want you to do is. And Travis is like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. That sounds rad. He's like, this is a fucking paycheck. <laughs> there there are a lot of sad faces on my notes for this record. Uh, I didn't like 90 maybe 80% of the songs on this record were they were all the same. It was some of the most basic music um that I've heard since like we were talking about, you know, late stage like uh Sugar Ray, the worst of Sugar Ray, the worst of Third Eye Blind, the worst of of any of those bands that you were using a kind of hip hop thing to kind of, Hey, we're fun white people. And then also, you know, like throwing an acoustic guitar on there because it's like, you have to bring the white people in too. Yeah. You know? right. So <laughs> they, you know, and it's, th- that was on every single song on this record, except the ones I liked. And it's, it's so weird because like that era is like a very sweet spot for me, you know? Yeah. Like that whole, era I love every morning. Like, I, I fall for, Sugar Ray songs, I like. I fall for it. I fall straight into it. 
I'm here for Sugar Ray. Um, All right. So there was definitely a part of me that couldn't completely hate this record because this record is just something that came out of that era of music. And I like that yeah. era of music. But it's just... It, it... It's literally... Every Morning by Sugar Ray, written over and over and over again. That's what most of this album is. Um, it is that song specifically. Because they and on so many songs on this record, they did that really fake-sounding wiki-woo, that DJ, the, before the drums came in. And that's what they do on Every Morning. You know. It literally it goes... You know like I'm a sucker for those wikis. But, like, by... This album made you hate it. By, by track like eight it was like oh my god it happens every time it's the same wiki <laughs> it's the sound same one. it's the same really cheap sounding one too like very fake sounding which i think like that's fine the fake sounding one is fine but like over and over and over and over again uh and so for, played out by the end of the record for some reason this album is extremely bottom loaded <laughs> yeah like the last it three is. songs very much so um, and and you know that's not to say that there weren't uh, songs on here that I I liked because uh, there was some songs there were there were three songs on here that I actually really liked. Well, let's get into them. All right, man. Well, my uh, only <laughs> honorable mention is "Suitcase Full of Cash," which is one of the ones that Travis Barker was on. Um, it sounds exactly like all the songs before it, but the chorus is really really catchy. Um, the suitcase full of cash. Da, 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 da. It's some Disney ass shit, but the the I guitar it was work was. Funny. It was I I thought it was super catchy. It is funny because it's so basic. Um, thank God they got Travis Barker to play the most basic ass beat on that song. Thank God he was he was around. Yeah, well. uh, but the guitar work for once, uh, they were doing. Some, I liked the little slide thing that that the, the guitarist was doing during the chorus, which was the first kind of um you know what is it like a moderate difficult thing to do on guitar well uh, yeah, whatever you know it's still very basic but yeah my first honorable mention and i really actually really liked the song was get well soon is that your first choice nug yeah oh my first choice nug sorry yes. okay get well soon. yeah that's also uh yeah, i'm a little stoned sorry that's also one of my choice nugs oh really i, I you know because we had a weird thing that happened that you're listening to this on what uh, i'm listening YouTube on music? youtube music and i'm listening to it on spotify and the tracks were in different order get well soon was like number three for you and number 10 for me and, and it was really funny because we were both saying the same things about two completely different songs we were having the same complaints yeah um but this it, at first the drop the kind of chorus thing in this song threw me off but after li having listened to the entire album, it is the most interesting thing that happens on the entire record. Yeah, I think that chorus is the best thing on the whole album. Um, it's really cool with a really odd rhythm and that deep bass is just really cool too. There, it's it's the the only wholly original thing I heard on the whole album. So by that by that merit and that merit alone, uh, I put this as one of my choice nugs. Yeah, it's also catchy, and it has the basic-ass guitar, acoustic guitar stuff during the verses. But, yeah, that chorus is so standout, and like we said, like the best thing on the whole album, which is funny that we both thought that. It was the most interesting thing on the whole album. I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't say yeah. it's 
I don't I don't think anything is the best thing on this whole album. <laughs> <laughs> I think that chorus is is genuinely my favorite thing on the whole record. Uh so yeah, all right. We had the same first uh, choice. Now, what was your second choice? Now, did you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, some of my honorable mentions are playing with fire and the villain. Okay. Uh, the last two, a uh, couple songs. I thought they he was like finally doing some new stuff in the he absolutely music. Absolutely was. Yeah. Uh, and like, even though playing with fire is such an annoying chorus to me. It, it is also kind of catchy. It's so catchy. Uh, the villain, I thought, was a very 21 Pilots, Tyler Joseph sounding, like kind of one of the yeah. ukulele songs that Tyler Joseph yes. does. Yes. It sounded very California, and I don't know how to qualify that or quantify <laughs> it, but it just sounded so California. And uh, and the chorus was catchy, just like every other chorus on this record. But my second choice nug is going to be the last song on the record, which is Cowboy Tears. Really? Yep. Uh, I wrote whatever for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was... I didn't like it at all. I think I really liked that the album ended. I liked that... <laughs> you liked that the album ended. Yeah. I, I thought there was more to that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was like the that really dirty, what could have been a distorted acoustic guitar. I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. It made my ears perk. and was like, oh, hello. Something... Literally... Yeah, literally the last four songs are the four most original on the album. Yeah. Way to bury the lead, man. And it's like most of the verses on here on this album are kind of the same exact thing. But the chorus for this one I thought had an interesting, brought a little more of the uh, digital drums back into it. But Uh, in a good way for for one of the first times on the record. Yeah. One of the only times. Yeah. And I thought the the chorus is good enough. It's it's catchy enough, and it's yeah. it's not so offensive. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, listening to it now, it's not as bad as I remembered it being. And it definitely, like we said, like this is very, uh, is it bottom heavy for a record? Like where the last tracks are the best? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this could be an honorable mention for me. Re listening to it now, but it's just again like. I feel like all these songs are going to end up on some ABC family teen <laughs> drama movie that I, I just can't. Yeah, I, for there's, sure. I, I have a, a very like um, deep physical, emotional reaction to music like this that I feel like you can hear that it's a formula and it bothers me because sure. it pisses me off that it's so basic and so unoriginal, but it's going to get so popular. This album is inevitably going to be huge oh, with yeah. a, a certain demographic of people. For sure. But I forgot another honorable mention of mine was Balloon Boy. I, I thought that song was really? actually really... I really liked it. I liked the really? really deep... Well, because it's the first thing I liked on the like on the record was that the really bassy chorus. You know? and it's But it's another... Uh, dude, I had to grab onto something. Anything that I kind of liked a little bit, I had to grab onto it. All right. Well, what's your second nug? My second nug is, I think, one that you didn't really like that much, but it was playing with fire. Uh, I mean, it was an honorable mention, but I think him like, hey, I'm playing with fire. It's like it he sounds... couldn't have said that in a more annoying way. No, I mean, you could say that about any song 
on this record. Baby, don't call me a liar because my <laughs> pants are on fire. Yeah, he's doing that Tom DeLong real hard, which is also like the singer of 21 Pilots. He does it real fucking hard, too. Real hard arcs <laughs> on that whole, on everything he says. But I love the deep bass. Um, I thought the chorus was really catchy. I like that kind of I had fun. Yeah. And that chorus where it's just kind of, is the only, the drums finally come in on the chorus where the verses are, are no drums at all. Or I guess the drums do come in at times, but uh, that deep bass really adds to just that kind of brooding sound a You're little bit. You're really holding on to that deep bass. I mean, I am a sucker for it, man. And uh, it didn't get used very much on this record. So when it happened, I was like, that's my favorite song. <laughs> that's my, that's one of my favorite songs. So yeah. Um, but overall, this this album was hard to listen to for the most part uh and i think it was extremely unoriginal extremely uninspired and there was probably four songs on this album that felt original or uh like there was any sort of effort on the part of the musicians to write a a good song rather than a this is guaranteed to get on the radio song sure and the musicianship is boring. The, most of the guitars are, stuff is boring. Most of the drums are boring. His voice was grating um, at worst and tolerable at best. And, um, you know, I've never heard anything by him before. And this is, I don't think, a very good intro. So uh, I'm going to give this, like, I did like the album art a lot. I have to okay. mention that. All right. I love the album art. It's <laughs> it's just ridiculous enough for me that I love it. And uh, so I'm going to give this album like a a 3.6. Well, I you know, I think I think this album was ex- extremely inspired. I think it was extremely ex- inspired by early 2000s by <laughs> alt pop bands. Yeah, by Weedus and Sugar Ray. Yeah, and and Yeah. It's so inspired, in fact, that it was kind of a ripoff of all that stuff. It definitely was. Um, I I definitely don't... Th- I. It's just weird because I pictured Oliver Tree as, as a guy who was trying to push the envelope a little bit and mm. was trying to do some weirder stuff in pop music, but this album is just wholly very safe for him. I can't. Basic. I can't say it's a bad sonic experience aside from his voice. Right. Yeah. Everything sounds good yeah. except his voice. It all sounds yeah. good. I I like the mm-hmm. you know, I do like the sugar ray beats and in the acoustic guitars and stuff. But it's I can't imagine this ever sitting through this again. I can't imagine mm-hmm. someone being a fan of this album rather than just a fan of a couple you could pick like three songs that encapsulate the entirety of the album and just like have that. Right. Yeah. If this album were just our honorable mentions and our choice nugs, I think I would, I would like it a lot. Uh, but man, I can't stand looking at the guy. I, 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 but I came into this record almost expecting to hesitantly like it. Right. But I didn't. Right. So with with all that being said, I'm gonna give this one. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, there you go. Three point six and a three. Just a three. Let us know what y'all thought, buddies. I mean, th- this part of this album made me think of a John Mulaney joke uh, that he 
it, it, he talks about being in an old school diner and he can put on from the from the table you can like have a a, a jukebox so you can like pay right. for songs just by the table. Yeah. So he put on uh, what's new some, pussycat? Yes, whoa, what's new whoa, pussycat? Whoa. Thank you. He put it on like ten times in a row or something, and he could see the people's reactions. Like at first, being like, "Is this the third time this song is playing?" And then after like the fifth time, people start getting angry, yeah. and then start not not understanding what's going on. Right. And I feel like halfway through this record, we were having the exact same reaction, where it's just like, "Dude, is this not the fourth song in a row that is the exact same song?" Yeah, exactly. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, part of it felt like uh, Oliver Tree might be like trolling us a little bit. So we'll see what people's reactions are to this record. Let us know what y'all thought about this album. We might be completely off. If y'all hate us after hearing what we have to say about Oliver Tree and you're like a, a tree head or whatever, like leave comments and just roast us in the comments. Like I want to know what you guys think about this guy. Maybe we're just not getting it. Be so, sure to tell us how much y'all laughed at us falling extremely right into his fucking traps. Yeah, yeah, I think we we might be duped, but we'll see. We're duped uh, for sure, for sure. He got us. I don't know how us. yet, but he got us. I, I hope he did. I hope it was a joke, because if it was, I can listen to it and laugh. But I was just angry most of the time. Well, find us on Instagram at ebpcast. You're already on our YouTube at Earbuds Podcast. Give us a follow. Um, you're, we're on Podbean, uh, podbean.com slash Earbuds Podcast. Anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, we have a weekly one that comes out every Monday where we go deep, even deeper dive into an album. Uh, but these shorties are meant for albums that just came out and uh, getting an a initial reaction. So we've only listened to this once. Yeah. And, uh, and we did not like it. So, <laughs> Brett, anything you want to say to before we... Just get this over with? Yeah. Don't listen to this album. Yeah, don't listen to this album. I agree. Uh, I'm going to give this episode a 3.0. I'm going to give it a 2. Oh, God, even lower than the album. This episode was worse than the record. <laughs> that hurts. No, 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 no. I mean, no. how else am I supposed to take that? My my energy throughout this episode and listening to this album was a 2. Yeah, well, I'm glad I was here to pick it up for us. Yeah, but, uh, you, you do most of the heavy lifting over here. Yeah, I'll take that as a fat joke, too. There's no other way to take that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddies. Thanks for listening. Let us know what y'all thought. And, uh, Britt, this was fine. This was fine. You know, whatever. You know what? Live your life. Who cares? If you like it, you like it. Whatever. Go live your yeah, life. fuck us. Have fun. Yeah. You know, what the go fuck out do we and smell know? the world. Go out and taste grass. You know, do <laughs> what you want to do. Smell the world. Eat a skateboard. If you're going to do anything for us, just go and smell the world. Smell the world, man. We will see y'all later. We'll see you guys later. Bye, buddies. Bye.